In the previous episode, we had Matt Harrison on the show. Matt and I used to work together in engineering, and he is now a commercial pilot. If you're thinking of going back to the books to progress your career, you should check it out. Are you feeling stuck in your career and life? I'm Chris, and in 2018, I was sick of my job, I quit, and I decided to go travelling around Asia. I wanted to do my own thing, after trying lots of different business ideas and making a lot of mistakes along the way. I finally found a new path and qualified as a coach. This podcast is me documenting my journey as a coach on a mission to help you find a career that matters to you. And going beyond your career, you'll get all the tools you need to smash your personal projects too. Are you ready to close the gap on where you want to be? Let's go! On today's podcast, we have Niall McKeever. Niall is an entrepreneur from Ireland and the founder of the Weekend University in London. He is passionate about making the best minds and ideas in psychology more accessible to the general public, so that those outside of higher education can use the knowledge to improve their lives. Hi, Niall. Welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Chris. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to chat about the Weekend University. So, yeah, could you please give our listeners an overview of the Weekend University? So the Weekend University is basically an alternative education project. We organize these monthly conferences where people come and they get full day of talks from psychologists, university professors, and authors. So I started this because basically at the time I was really, really interested in psychology and I spent loads of my spare time like listening to like psychology lectures on YouTube and everything. And I was thinking about like going back and doing a degree. And it was just like it's such a huge investment in the UK. You know, it's like for three years, it's like £27,000. It's three years of your life. It's such a huge thing. So I thought, what if you could just set up a weekend university where you can come at the weekend and you can get like the best bits of a psychology semester in a single day and get all these really interesting talks without this huge investment. So it kind of grew out, grew out of that. Yeah, I really like the idea. And it would save people a lot of money. And what's your background in terms of the interest in psychology? Where did that come from? It's kind of just grown organically over time. I've always, like, in my spare time, I was always reading around the subject, listening to lectures on it. Yeah, I've always just kind of been interested in understanding people, like, why we do what we do and, like, why I do all the stupid things that I do. Like, it's just kind of, it's a very, very interesting subject, you know, and I think in some ways everybody's kind of interested in it and that's maybe why our events do quite well. Yeah, I find it a fascinating subject, learning how the mind works and the kind of more you know, the, the more you can make it work for you. And what were you doing before you set up the weekend university? I was doing a few things before, actually. Whenever I was in my final year of university, I was at university in Glasgow in Scotland. I was doing business and my final year, I was just very, very restless around that time. I was just so keen to get out in the real world and actually test test some of these ideas myself and actually do these things, you know. So I actually left university in my final year and set up my first business. It was called Grassroots Groceries, driving to farms at like five in the morning, like miles and miles away, packing boxes, driving all around the city and delivering it. It was just like such a huge investment and I wasn't getting the return on it to justify it. Whenever you're doing something like that, there's a big temptation to just wrap your whole identity up in it. And it's, it's, so, it's so, so hard to walk away from something when you've invested so much in it. Made the decision that I was going to walk away and try something else and sort of regroup. It was tough, you know, because your self-esteem takes a big knock after you have your first failure, you know. After that there, I came back and worked in our family business. And then on the side, 
I started something, you've probably heard of this, and many of your listeners have probably heard of it as well. It's called Amazon FBA. So it's fulfillment by Amazon. Have you heard of this? Oh, yes, yeah. So basically, I was, on, I was working for a family business, but on the side, I was sourcing products in China and then like putting my own design on them, my own branding on them, and then selling them on Amazon in the UK and the USA. For me, this was kind of like my kind of ticket to freedom. It was The whole idea was like, you build this business and it kind of runs by itself and you just have money coming in. But I basically became all-consuming and I was spending all day, every day working on this, this side hustle. And I wasn't getting any meaning from, from what I was doing. It just felt very like, it was always like a means to an end. I was selling products I didn't really care about. I wasn't really, I wasn't really aligned with. I just wasn't happy with what I was doing on a day-to-day basis. I just felt very kind of, I guess, unfulfilled and very a bit empty, to be honest. Around that time, I was thinking about like times in my life when I had been fulfilled and energized and stuff that kind of like lit me up inside. And then I remember back to when I was in university in my, in my second year, I was like chairman of the Irish Society. I would organize these, these Irish pub crawls around all the different like pubs in, in Glasgow where you're basically getting like a hundred drunk Irish people and taking them from one pub to the next. Just organizing the, the events itself, like that really like lit me up inside. Like this was like such a fun experience. And I thought maybe like events, like maybe that's the kind of area I should be going more into. A job came up at a London startup. Basically, it was like an Airbnb for experiences. You would list your experience on their site and then they would do all the marketing for you. Um, I was working for them. My job there was I was partners manager. So I had to build relationships with different communities and influencers and groups in London to share these events with. So I was just I was just basically contacting people from from out of the blue and saying, look, here's we've got this, we've got these great events. Would you be interested in sharing them with your community? That gave me a lot of experience in events. And while I was doing that on the site, I started what I'm currently doing, like a weekend university. That's how the weekend university started. If I didn't have that experience doing that beforehand, there's no way I could have pulled off what I did with the weekend university. It's almost like when you're looking back, you're like, like, wow, that was like, like sort of like meant to be like, it was like the perfect experience for what I, the perfect experience for what I needed for what was next, but I had no idea what was coming next. Yeah. I love the kind of entrepreneurial journey that you've been on wanting to do your own thing, even like uni and then trying different ideas and then finding that you weren't getting the kind of return or actually feeling fulfilled from from doing some of them and then yeah it sounds like it was a great opportunity getting into that that startup and giving you more experience in events which was an area that you really enjoyed how did you manage setting up the weekend university on the side after i had a few events done i was getting really fed up with that job it was a startup and like startups like expect so much from their their younger staff Again, I didn't really feel that that aligned with the company, to be honest. And this was the probably the craziest thing I think I did back then. I was like, I just had the idea in my head. Like, I had traveled a lot before that, and I had uh, I had spent time in hostels and in different parts of the world. And I just really always loved being in that kind of hostel environment because you're meeting people from all over the world. It's very open. You have great conversations. And the idea came to me one day. I was like, what if I like took like a like, chilled out job in a hostel? which meant I could kind of base myself in London rent-free, have a wage coming in, there being like no massive like stress or pressure. 
and I could start the weekend university properly on the site. So that's what I did. Oh, wow. And I basically did that until I had enough money built up where I could just move out and get my own place. That was something <laughs> something that uh, worked out surprisingly well, actually. Yeah, it's quite a leap going into that kind of environment. It gave you a kind of platform to do other things, but it's um, can imagine it being quite a fun platform, to, a fun environment to be in as well. It might be quite distracting. Yeah, it was. It was. We were in like a dorm room with like maybe like 15 other people and people would be coming in at like three in the morning, like like hammer drunk and you'd be like doing minimal hour sleep and that. But no, on the whole, it was a good, it was definitely a good experience. Looking back, what was probably the most challenging thing in setting up your business? I think, you know, if, if your audience is interested in like career change in these things, like I'm kind of a firm believer that the hardest thing to do is actually just make the decision that you're going to commit to something and do it. I think that is like the critical thing. Once you're fully behind something, like it's not much, it's not difficult to do things after that. But for me, the hardest thing is always making that initial decision and and making a commitment. So whenever I whenever I did decide to like launch my first first event, I had like a mentor at the time, and you've probably heard of this site. It's called stick.com, S-T-I-C-K-K. No, I haven't heard of that. So it's basically where like if you want to commit to something like a new goal or yeah you want to you want to commit to something like losing weight or whatever you can you can say right I'm going to put 500 pounds in this account and if I don't do this thing that I'm committed to then that money is going to go to like an organization that you don't like so they have like organizations there like the George Bush Library Fund or whatever like all these like or like they have football teams you would you would make sure the money goes to a football team you don't like. So not only not only then are you motivated by like the goal you want to achieve, you're also like you really don't want to lose like whether it's five hundred pound or a thousand pound or whatever. So that's kind of like how I got the initial momentum going because I was like, right, if I don't do this, like I'm going to lose a significant amount of money, and it would go somewhere where you don't want it to go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's powerful, I think. It's a really good idea. Yeah, I like that. And what about in the early stages of the events and what kind of challenges did you have then? So basically, like I'm building an audience from scratch here, right? And basically, like the lecture theater I was I was um, using had 220 seats, 222 seats, actually. I remember that number because my I changed my desktop screen here at the time just to 222 because like all I wanted to do was sell out that, sell out that lecture theater, right? But when you're trying to get like that many paying customers from scratch like that have never heard of your concept before. Like it's a, it's a big ask with, I, I had zero marketing budget. Like it was just me. Like it was just like, it's a, a big task. So the challenge then was like basically finding communities of people that would be potentially interested in my events and then persuading the person that was responsible for that community to share the event with their audience. So I had to, I just cold called like, a lot of people sent hundreds of emails. Like I was just working all day, every day to get this thing off the ground. But the thing is, like this sounds difficult, but whenever you're fully committed to something, like it wasn't like I was, like it was effort, not effortless, but it was like, I wasn't resenting doing it. I was, it was like, this is what I have to do. I'm going to do it. And that's how it works. And I, I quite enjoyed it actually, to be honest. But the thing is, back then, this is for anybody that's considering like setting up like a side hustle or their own project or whatever. Back then, I was sending maybe like, I'm guessing maybe 300 emails a month, 
maybe making like a hundred cold calls, like something like just a crazy amount of communications. Right. But since I started, I've always kind of focused on building my email list, right? Like just building build my email list. And now I'm in a situation where I can send three emails a month to my own list and that sells out the event. Okay. And I do a bit of Facebook advertising as well, but you see the power of that. Like if you do that, like I've gone from 300 emails and hundred cold calls, or whatever, to three emails, mm. you know, and it's like, so what I would say to anybody considering starting anything, like I would make that a priority because it's a really powerful thing. Yeah. You committed to growing that list and now you've got it to the point where it's a lot easier to fill your uh, conference halls and auditoriums. That's really cool. And so, and what's the, for you, what's the best part about the weekend university and setting it up? I think it's freedom. Like, it's completely driven by my own curiosity. Every month we choose a different event theme and then I find speakers under that theme. So I just love like, it's kind of like very exploratory and it's kind of evolving with my own, with my own knowledge and psychology. So for example, like I, I read a book there in, it was like just after lockdown, it was like April or April or May. It was, it was called uh, The Body Keeps the Score. It's a book on trauma by a guy called Bessel van der Kolk. Amazing book, by the way, if anyone's interested in that subject. But I was just, I got so caught up in this book and I was like, I could maybe organize an event around this. So I decided to organize a day on trauma and that was in August this year and got three great speakers. The event like sold out. And yeah, I just love the fact being able to take something that you're very intrinsically motivated by and very curious about and then create a tangible experience for other people and share that with them and then also you also earn your income that way too so it's, it's a very for the first time in my life i feel aligned with what i'm doing and that is it's not work then it's it's different it's a different experience of life when you feel fully behind what you're doing as opposed to doing it as a mean to an end you know so that's that's probably the best thing about about what i'm doing now i think yeah, you've had the transformation where you weren't completely aligned to what you were doing before, but now it's completely aligned and, and you're enjoying it and helping other people. That's great. And yeah, I'd love to get down to one if I'm that way. And what advice would you give to others? It could be for career change, but also setting up a side hustle as well that we haven't covered already. I would say if anybody's on the fence about it, first thing is make sure whatever you're doing, make sure whatever you, you're going to do Make sure you do feel aligned with it and that it's something that you, you're intrinsically interested in and motivated by because at the end of the day, you're going to be competing with other people. And like, if you're not willing to like put in the work and put in the hours and everything, like they will be, and you're probably, it's going to be difficult. If you're kind of on the fence about it, like if you're not sure that if you want to do it or not, and you're kind of procrastinating, just like, everyone's heard this story like Steve Jobs like in the morning he would like stand in front of the mirror and he would just say like would I do what I'm about to do today if this was my last day on the planet or whatever and if he if the answer to that was no then he would change something so just like for me it's very very important to keep your mortality in mind and just to realize that like you are here for a very very short time and if you're spending the best part of your life doing something that you fundamentally don't want to be doing, it's a, it's a shame. Like it's a real, like 
for me, life is very, very precious. And if you're, if you're spending the best part of your consciousness doing something that you don't feel aligned with or you're not fully behind and you want to be doing something else, then you should definitely go for it. And that's not to say like some people, like they do just, they've made a conscious choice that their job is just a means to an end and they're perfectly happy doing that. I'm not talking with people. I'm just, I'm talking to people that, that do have this sort of like this internal sort of need for more meaningful work, whatever. And, and they're not following through with it. Yeah, I think that's that's really powerful advice because I was probably in the same situation for a long time in my engineering, aerospace engineering career, thinking about leaving or should I do this, should I do that? But w- once I committed to it and weighing up that you know your time is finite and you want to be pursuing something that that means something to you. Hundred percent. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's been um, really good chatting to you, Niall. And it'd be great to have you on the show again to talk about some of these psychology subjects that you think would help our listeners. Yeah, Chris, it's been it's been brilliant to talk to you. Um, I'd be happy to come back anytime, anytime it works for you. And how can our listeners connect with you or find out more information about the Weekend University? All of the information about our events and everything uh, is just at our website, theweekenduniversity.com. That's probably the best place. And we have contact info, info on there, there as well. That's probably the best place to find us. Okay, brilliant. I'll uh, add that to the show notes. I honestly think career change and everything, it's such an interesting subject, but it's such an important subject too, man. Like if you're doing something every day that you don't want to be doing, like you're essentially living in a self-made prison, you know, and you're in a situation here now where you're interviewing people that have hopefully got out of that and they're doing something they actually want to do with their life. So it's so important what you're doing. So just keep that momentum yeah thanks a lot thanks for being part of it now it was really good chatting to you and yeah speak to you soon speak soon thanks thanks now in the next episode i'll bring on another special guest to help you on your career change journey thanks for listening to the you in five years podcast if you've enjoyed listening to the show hit subscribe and if you're feeling really generous leave a five-star review i read all the reviews and it will massively help to grow the podcast keep moving forward guys until next time 